0: I had somebody call me this week, and not, not from the church, and, and you don't know her, but she's, she's a longtime friend of ours, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind uh, talking about the things that she's going through. I mean, I'm not glorifying things that she's going through, but she called me and she said, Mark, we are just going through all this stuff. Our, our house is falling apart. We found out we had termites. We cut into the wall, and the termites are all over the front of the house. Um, the termite guy came out, said it was going to be $3,000 to spray for termites, And and then we got to fix everything that the termites have have eaten up, you know, the termites. You know, have you ever seen termites when you open it up and they're still there and they fly out at you and all this and that and that, right? But anyway, she she really got really just, she got really upset about it because they tore the sheetrock out and the termites come flying out at them and, you know, and all the dust and everything. And and so she called me and then before she called me, she called the termite guy and the termite guy came out and said $3,000 and then he said, oh, by the way, I'm a home inspector and you need peers in your house. And she said, "Well, how many piers? And she said, Eight, and he said, 18 It's going to be 20 something thousand dollars to pier her house, and not to mention the termites. And she called me, and uh, you know, we've known them for a long time. Remember when they got married, they live here in Owasso, and you know Owasso's got termites. I don't know if you knew that or not.
1: <laughs> all over the
0: place. Well, yeah, we all have termites,, Yeah, even Ulaga. I'm not sure how they eat through the rock, but they get there, too. So anyway, she called and I said, listen, I'm sitting here listening to her. She's just going, I don't know what to do. I've got to have, I've got to have foot surgery tomorrow. The insurance is not paying for it. I mean, she had a she had a story, man. I mean, she they were going through a lot of stuff. How many of you have ever been through that many tests and trials at one time? I mean, that you can honestly say, man, there's I mean, there's like 20000 dollars dollars right there that she's talking about all at once. And the Lord told me just to tell her just very calmly. She was just, she, was just go, she talks a lot. You know, she can talk real fast. And she was just going, nah, 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 nah. I'm going, you know, I'm going. She said, she said like a thousand things, you know, in three minutes. When I say a thousand things in two days, right? But anyway, I understood all that. And the Lord said, just tell her to calm down. And so I did. I said, now you just need to stop. She said, but, but, but. But I said, no, you just need to stop. Because you're working yourself up so much that you cannot even see what's ahead of you, really, you know, what I was telling her. Now, I'm not giving the exact words I was talking to her, you know, how I was talking to her. I said, you just need to calm down. You can't even see what's ahead of you. Now, what you do is you take one thing at a time. What is the most important thing to your house right now? She said, well, we just need to get the termites under control. I said, you're right, because the termites have been there for a long time. You've got to realize this. I'm putting things into perspective. This is how I this is how how my my personality does this. This this has been here for a while. You take things one thing at a time, you get the termites under control. Number one, she said, Yeah, you know, I found a guy and, and you actually referred him to me He's from Faith Fellowship, uh, uh, Joel Mace from Precision uh, Pest Control. He'll do it for $850. I said, Boom. And you know you can trust him. She said, so, so I need to do that, right? And I said, you need to do that. She said, well, we've got the money to do that. I said, now, about the termite damage to your house, let it sit there for a little bit. Let it sit there for a little while. Because once you get the termites under control, it's not going to get really any worse. You've got wood rot, you've got, th- you've got a little while to fix that. She said, well, that's right. It's not really so bad to where I can't just let it sit there for maybe... A few months till we get money. Yeah, I think I can do that. I said, good. Now, what about the peers? She said, do you even think we need to do that right now? I said, no. You know, Gina and I have been in real estate for a long time, so we can kind of say these things what we've been through, right? I said, if you'll let the peers go for a little while until, until are you going to sell the house? She said, well, not 10 years down the line. I said, well, is it, is it messing anything on the structure up? She said, no, there's just a little crack here and there. I said, number one thing is you better get another estimate. Number two thing is you better just leave it alone because you don't have the money to do it right now. You need to have foot surgery, so just let it go. She said, Wow. She just got real quiet. She said, I think that's what we'll do. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times we just get really worked up in the things that are going on around our life. I was sharing with you some of the things that Gina and I have been through in the past two or three months, man, we've had everything just blow up be the blow up on us. We've had people hit us. Dylan, you know Gina got her car hit, then Dylan got his car hit right afterwards, and then everything just started blowing up and falling apart and, and everything else, you know, and it just kept going, kept going, kept going. And I just started thinking to myself the other day, you know I was going, "Lord, you know what is this? what is this? Why am I going through this?" He said, "Well. I'm, I'm letting you go through these tests just to see how, how good you uh, get through them. I said, he said, I'm going to let you go through He said, the thing is, is I've provided you with everything that you need to get through every test that you've gone through. That is true. And I kind of sat there and I just went, that's right. I haven't gone in debt on any of it. Nothing. He said, I've provided you with everything. Now, why are you griping? You've been provided with everything you need to get through every test that you've gone through. Now, just sit back and think about what I've done for you Amen. and not what I can do for you. Amen. Man, what a, what, a, what a lesson. You know, I was so concerned. I was so worried. I was just watching money going, going, going. And, and the girl I was talking to, she was, she was watching. She was thinking, man, my money's going to be gone, gone, gone. I'm going to have to borrow this. I'm going to have to borrow that. And then we started thinking about it, putting perspective down. It's not so important to do it all right now anyway, even though people tell you that it is. There's, believe it or not, there's people out there to get your money. Did you know that? People out there to get your money, so you need to calm down sometimes and say, where do I need to spend? What do I need to spend? What do I not need to spend? That's called Christian common sense. How many of you know that we as born-again believers, we need to have common sense? Yeah, we need to... You know, did you, did you realize that God wants you to think he wants me to think. That's why he gave you your noggin. Now I understand, and I heard this, and I'm not. I'm, and it's probably true that women's brains are a lot bigger than men's. Amen. They just don't use as much of it as we do. <laughs> do you see how long it took for the guys to get that? It's <laughs> true. God gave us a brain. God gave us a brain to think he wants us to have common sense. Heard somebody preaching the other day. She said, hey, if you go out there and you go shopping and you just spend all your money, God's got grace for that. Well, that's true, but he doesn't want you to be stupid when you walk into Coles or to Home Depot. She going, hey, you bought that car that you can't afford. God's going to give you the grace for that. Well, that's true, but he doesn't want you to go buy things that you can't afford. God's grace is always there, but He doesn't want you to be stupid. And you will go through things. I will go through things because we do things that we shouldn't do. We spend money that we shouldn't. We go through, through things and God is telling us today that we go through those tests. Because on the other side, when we repent from what we've done, oh my goodness, it's much better because you'll be able to help somebody else on the other side. And He will get you through it. The only reason why we can't get through tests is because we give up. Now, let's go to the most popular uh, chapter in the Word of God about tests and trials. And anybody know what that is? No, James. Who said James with me? Thank you, Darla. Okay, two of you. Job was pretty... Yeah, I understand some of you said Job. Some of you are thinking, Job, man, he, that guy... Ugh. He just went through everything, right? Right. Well, we're going to go to James and we're going to talk about what do we do? I'm not talking, I know everybody goes through tests and trials here. There's not a one of you in here that's not going through a test right now or a trial. Not a one of us. Some of us have gone through something now and we're on the other side and we're going, oh yeah, man, that's much better. Some Some of us are going through stuff right now. Listen, but don't get on Facebook and gripe about your test and trial, don't get on Twitter. Don't do a Trump thing. And talk about your tests and trials at 3 in the morning. It's not going to work out. Well, I mean, you guys look at it surprised. Like, did he do that? Go ahead and give me that. This letter is from James, a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. How many slaves of God do we have in here? Uh, okay. I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. So we know right now that he's writing to believers... Now, this might have been written before really the Gentiles were reached. So he's writing to those who, the Jewish people who believed. And so this is, really, this is is to all of us at this point, right? So let's let's take it like that. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity and a great joy. Hallelujah. How many of you are shouting hallelujah? hallelujah? Woo! Come on. All right, let's just do that here for a minute. Let's read that. For you know... Oh no, back it up, back it up, Ethan. Dear brothers and sisters, when, your troubles, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Come on, let's shout for joy right now. No, no, not half of you. All of you, let's, let's shout for joy right now. Come on. Much better. Now see how hard that was. For some of us. Come on, let's get real in here. Man, sometimes it's hard to shout for joy when you're going through things. It's hard, to shout for, it's hard to shout for joy when you... It's hard to shout for joy when you lose somebody. It's hard to shout for joy when you're going through a painstaking pro, uh, financial woes. It's hard to shout for joy when, you're, when your marriage is falling apart. It's hard, it's hard to shout for joy for anything like that. But it, James says... Count it all joy. Count it all joy. The reason why we don't get through trials, one more time now, the reason why we, can't, we don't get through trials is because we can't find that joy. We start griping and complaining. Don't raise your hand, but how many people like to gripe and complain to other people about what you're going through? And then they start griping and complaining about what they're going through. Then you have a gripe fest. And it's just on and on and on and on. Some people, that's how, that's how many of us live. Is we love to find the people that love to gripe just like us. And the Bible really tells us to stay away from people like that. Because you know that will bring us down to that level of griping. Amen? Alright, let's go on. Now you can go ahead. There you go. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. When your endurance is tested, when your faith is tested, that means that that you're going to have a chance to grow. I'm going to have a chance to grow. Let me tell you, every time we have financial problems or we have a financial test, it's generally because we're getting ready. Something's getting ready to happen. And And let me tell you, a lot of times that when I say, I am doing so good financially. My finances are fantastic. Guess what? The devil tries to do everything he can to get me back to where I used to be. So that's why we have to be strong in our faith because we want to testify. We want to testify what God's doing for us, but we don't do it out of pride. We do it because we want people to know what God can do for us. Right? But when you open your mouth, you put it out there. And believe it or not, you can tell other Christians, you'll say, you'll say man, I'm doing so good financially and, and, and man, we're, we're just doing a whole lot better. And people, will, people hate that. Other Christians hate that. Guys, we don't need to be that. We need to be shouting for joy with everybody else. Because if they can have it, so can you. But if you're going to gripe and complain about it, then you won't. Well, let's just keep reading then, shall we? So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. How many of you need wisdom? How many of us need wisdom in here? I mean, man, you've got to have wisdom. You gotta, you've got to have godly wisdom in your life. You've got to have that wisdom of God to be able to get through the things of life. Now, how many of you realize also that probably half the stuff you're, maybe even two-thirds of the stuff you're going through right now are because of the decisions that you made? I'm telling it, but I don't know if they're listening. Let me say it again. A lot of what we go through today is because of the decisions we made yesterday. And we always want God's grace for that. And God's grace is always there, but you know what? If you don't pass this test, you're going to do it again. You will keep going through the same test. Watch. You will keep going through the same test, the same test, the same test until you decide that I'm not going to do it again. Repentance is a very strong thing. Do you know what repentance is? It's turning completely away from something and not going back. This is how we learn. We learn from it and we never go back. We never do that again. Do some of you ever wonder why you think you're going through the same thing every year? Every year, somebody come up here. I guarantee you, I could get the mic out and give it to you, and some of you could say, I've been going through the same thing for the past 10 years.
1: I need help.
0: God, help me. People, pray for me. We cannot pray you to make different decisions. Pray for me to make better decisions. We can't do it! Well, I just blew somebody's bubble completely out of... Just, just. It's just like saying, pray for my child to get saved. We cannot pray for somebody to get saved. We have to pray what the Bible says is to pray people into their path that can preach them the Word of God for them to get saved. We cannot change people's minds. Oh! We cannot change people's minds. I cannot make you do something. If I try to make, let's say, if I try to make Stan do something that Stan, you shouldn't be doing that. Stan, you shouldn't be doing that. Stan, you, shouldn't, you need to do that or else doesn't work, does it? As a matter of fact, he probably gets more stubborn when you try. Anybody else in here? Huh? huh? Anybody else? Cade? Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Oh, John. We can't make people change their minds. But we can pray people into their life. That will help. And that will, that will be able to show them the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Alright, let's go on. Let's finish up here. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. How many of you have faith in your checkbook? How many have faith in your job? How many have faith in your... we got to have faith in God alone. Do not waver for a person who, is divided loyalty, who has divided loyalty as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. That's, that's what we call weird Christians. That's what Kerry calls granola Christians. We're, we're nutty. We're crazy. People can't, people can't trust anything we say because they look at the way we live. And they think, you are the weirdest bunch I've ever seen in my life. We're really nice, we're really great on Sunday morning, but man, we're, we're mean at the job. We spend most of our time on the phone talking about other people. Or maybe not on the phone, but on text or something like that now, you know. We're, we're weird people. We're, we're, we're a granola bunch, amen? When we're, when we're talking about other people, when we're, when we're saying things, when we're doing things that are kind of funny, you know, the world really expects us to be solid people, to be solid in what we do at work, everywhere else. We should be a solid bunch. People ought to be able to, listen, you do the best at your job that you can possibly do. Yeah, but you don't know my boss. I don't care about your boss right now. You do the best at your job that you can do. If you borrow somebody's vehicle, you put gas back in that vehicle and even wash it when you take it back. Well, yeah, but it's my mom. It's my dad. I don't care who it is. We are a stable bunch of people. When you borrow something from somebody, you always take it back better than what it was when you borrowed it. <laughs> the faces that I'm getting right now is just, is just wonderful. Just <laughs> All right. Such people should not expect to re- receive anything from the Lord. So those people who are tossed to and fro and who are double-minded, really won't receive anything from God. They can't receive anything from God because they don't even know. Really, this is all about knowing who you are in Christ. Because when you know who you are in Christ, you're not tossed by ways, by something that, you're not tossed by something financially that goes on in your life. It's just temporary. How many of you realize that all the stuff that you have gone through, you made it because you're here today? Everything that you've gone through, you made it through it. But a lot of times we make mistakes and we make that thing stretch out farther than what it should go, than what it should be. We're a solid bunch of people, amen? Amen. Amen. So their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they're unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about for God has honored them. Watch this now. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all their achievements. What's that saying right there? What's those two verses? Isn't that kind of... of, Wait a minute. That means we're supposed to be poor. That means God wants me poor. No, God wants you humble. That says right there that if you put your riches first, there will be no humility in your life. As long as you have your faith in the almighty dollar, you'll never be humble. I've seen all through my life, I've, I've been in business for myself for over 30 years, and, and we have good years and we have bad years. It just goes like this all the time. It just, so one year will be real good, the next year, that's just part of being in business, folks. That's just, you know, but I think, you know, those, those lean years puts things in perspective it helps us to get our money back on track because when we have that extra money, we start spending it on stuff we shouldn't be spending it on. Right? Yep. We shouldn't be spending it, th- but, but we have that extra money, so let's, let's spend On those lean years, it, puts, it, it almost kind of makes me to where I'm a better manager for the things to come. You guys, think about that for a minute. Those lean years are to make you a better manager for what God's given you. You see, because God's not going to give me anything that will ruin me. God's not going to give you anything that's going to ruin you, that's going to, that's. come on now. So he knows if you can't handle a big, a big pile of money, why would he give it to you? And listen, listen, let, let's, let's just get some things straight. Let's, let's get real here. Don't start, making, don't start making deals with God that, God, I'm going to give you this if you give me this. If you give me a lot of money, God, I'm going to give you, I'll give the church a million dollars if... You give me money. You're making deals with God. God don't make deals. If you can't, listen, if you're not giving right now, God knows you're not going to give when you have a million dollars. God blesses those who who patiently endure testing and temptation and afterwards they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. How many of you know that there is reward in heaven? Every, born, every person born again who has received Jesus as their Savior is going to heaven in this room. But there is reward in heaven, folks. Man, I want, I want that reward. I don't know about you, but I want that reward. Man, I want to live my life the best that I can for, for the Lord. I, man, I, I do make mistakes. Sometimes I say things I shouldn't. I know you don't believe that. Some things I do things I shouldn't do. I know you don't believe that either. But man, I want to live my life what God has for me. But some of the trials and some of the temptations sometimes are so hard, are so, seem so big, don't they? Well, those are the ones that God wants us to get through because there is something on the other side. And I know there are people in here that are going through financial trials. They're going through trials with their family, with their spouse. Man, there's just all kinds of things going on in this room. And God wants you to know that there is, man, there is great things getting ready to happen to you on the other side if you will just hold on and get through that trial that you're going through right now. There is no trial greater than what God has for you. Nothing. I'm speaking for myself as well. Okay, let's finish up here and remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never temp- God never tempts nor or what God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. God's not up there saying, "You sor- crusher, you saw sor- Did you see Did you talked to that Did you Did you I scared him. I woke him up, I think. Crusher?" God's up there right now pointing his finger at you. You should have done, you know, you didn't listen to me last week. I saw you cuss at that guy at, at, at work. I saw, I saw you. He's going like this. You know, whatever. Crusher, Crusher you did wrong the other day. So I'm going to, you have tempted me to bring some fire down upon you right now. God's not like that. God is not tempted to punish you because you do something wrong. God's not tempted, to, he's not up there, oh, I'm gonna have to put you through this. I'm gonna have to, sh- oh, I'm gonna have to do this to you. Oh, I hate to, but you tempted me to do it, so boom, you're gonna take all your finances away from you. You know, everything, guys, we are going to, good things, bad things happen to good people. We're, we're talking reality here. Bad things happen to good people, but the thing is, is we know we have a way of escape. I mean, everything that you're going through right now, there's the other side. Amen? Aren't you glad you know who you are? All right, finally, temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. How many of you have ever been dragged away by your own desires? Well, I'm glad there are three of you that are... All right. oh, Tim, did you... Okay, I'm dragged away by my own desires. Sometimes us men, we have desires for a, a car or a truck or something we can't afford... Uh, women have desires for they want to go and they want to go shopping and spend a thousand dollars on their credit card they come on now we're speaking the truth here this morning you guys are looking at me like would you just please get over with this all these things we, we got these, desi- oh, these desires about hanging around this guy or this girl that has nothing to do with church he doesn't want to have anything to do with me and my church he doesn't want to have anything to do with God but that he's so awesome she's so awesome she's so beautiful we get dragged away by those physical desires these desires give birth to sinful actions and when sin is allowed to grow it gives birth to death i know we got to stop there just just do time but those desires you know what death is what the bible says death is sin sin is death death is sin sin brings death into our lives you see sin sinful things sinful desires are not even a part of you when you're born again sin is not even a part of your life you have been saved from sin you have been man i mean you have you have just become a new creation in christ and when god looks at you he doesn't see that sinful nature he sees who you are in christ And when we finally get to that point of knowing, when God looks at me, me, man, this is what He sees. He knows who I'm going, He knows why. He knows I'm going through things, but He knows He has already put the way for me to get through it. All I have to do is make the decision to do so. Hang on, folks. Hang on. You're going up the mountain and you're about to get to the top. Don't let the devil stop you at the very peak of the mountain is where he will try to stop you the most because you're about to get to the other side. Don't put your faith in your money, in your job. Don't put your faith in the president. They say more people are concerned and worried about who's going to be president because we can't trust either one of them. It's like we're trying to vote for the lesser of two evils. Amen? And so we're all concerned. We're all going through all this. Listen, it doesn't matter who gets in that Oval Office. God is going to have His way. God is going to have His way. He's not going to say, oh, Hillary's in there. I'm going to have to wait. Oh, Donald's in there. You know. No, He's going to have His way. A matter of fact, He already knows who's going to be president. Amen. Now, closing... Those of you who know, we have gone through a huge test with this building. We have been, we were given the entire building. And then they took it back from us 30 days later. The building was sold when I was told it wasn't going to be sold. There have been things said that were not true. I told you before, I got so upset and I, got, I really got angry and I don't know if I was angry without sin, but I was angry because I get tired. How many of you get tired of being told something and then it not really be the truth? Well, that's how the devil's been on me. That's been my test. That's been my biggest test for the year. It's been my biggest trial because we have gone through so much in the past year, maybe two years about this building because we have not been able to find anywhere in Owasso that, we'll even, that we can even afford. If you look down the street, there's a building right down here that's empty, that's ready for a church. It's almost $5,000 a month. We pay here $1,850, $1,800 a month. We cannot afford, no, nor is it a good steward to pay $5,000 a month for 4,000 square feet. So we're constantly, constantly looking, constantly looking. We thought we could get into a school. We cannot even get into one of the schools because there are so many churches in schools because they don't have a building either. They can't afford, the city can't afford for us to open up a school, another school building on Sunday morning. So the schools are out. There are four, if I'm right Cade, four people Four churches meeting in the community center. In the community center alone, right down the street, there are four churches meeting in that one building because they don't have any room here in Owasso. So there are several churches right now without a home. And we have just got an extension on this one till December. So we can stay here till December while we're looking for a home. I have tried and I have tried and I have tried all over Owasso. Kate has tried all over Owasso. We have had people looking. If you don't think we're looking, you're wrong because we have looked everywhere and there is no building open that we can either afford or is big enough for us. One of the two. Nowhere in Owasso. Not in the community center we can't go. In the schools we can't go. Everything has been locked out to where we have no- nowhere to go just the other day one of the churches in the Collinsville area has opened up their church that we can have the entire building uh, for a certain amount of rent that we can use that building that's big enough for us to grow in but I'm here to tell you folks we cannot stay in somebody else's church building and expect to grow like we should we have already gone through this and I know that we can't we can stay there for, for a certain amount of time Um, I'm sure they would love to have us uh, and see us grow in there, but we just know that we can't stay there for a long time. Now, here's what I need you to pray about. God sent me to another community the other day and said, I want you to look in the city of Claremore." I drove down the street, pulled up. A real estate guy met me in the front of the building I found a 14,000 square foot building. This is 3,000. We'll pay $5,000 for a building that is 4,000 square feet, half a mile from here. I found a 13,000, 14,000 square foot building for $3,900 in Claremore. There's the difference between rent of 15 miles. We'll almost pay half of what we pay here in Owasso. Now we know we know without a doubt that that uh, two or three thousand dollars is really nothing to God. But here's what we need to be praying about, folks. And I'm asking you: This is what I'm asking you to pray about this week. Is we need to know, we need to be praying. You need to be praying for your uh, for for your uh, not not only your pastor, but your leadership. to be led in the right direction because we don't want to lose anybody we don't want to lose those of you in Collinsville we don't want to lose those of you in Owasso. and listen I'm telling you right now that if you know this is your church you're not going to leave because 15 miles we've got some people from Jinx we've got some people from Sand Springs we've got people, we've got people scattered all over the place only 32% of this church comes from the Owasso area so we are just scattered everywhere we need to know where we're going amen you see because this is your church if we have to move to another community we have to move to a place where we know we can grow once again i walked around the other building he said hey look at this back here he already has it there is already an empty church building like this one in a metal building that is empty and ready for somebody to move in. But it's not big enough. It's about this size right here, 500 square feet smaller, and it rents this rents for 1,800. We can get it for1,500 dollars a month. It's all new. brand new. But we can't fit in it. I'm telling you this now because I don't want anybody thinking, saying that we, we really don't know what's going on. Because you know what's going on, right? As I just told you, we need to know where to go because this church is not going to fade out because we can't find a building. Amen. Right. Right. We're not going to come up here on the last Sunday and say, well, that's, all, that's it, folks. This is the last Sunday. Sorry for all about, sorry all about the money. You know, our people are still over in Mexico, but they'll find their way back. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about the people in Mexico. <laughs> That's not why God made this whole thing started 8 years ago or 9 years ago. Somebody told me it was 8, I say it's 9. But whenever it was, God did not start this to fade out because we can't find a building. That is so dumb. Well, it is. But the devil's trying to, man, he's, you know, this, this test and, and this trial, there's something better on the other side. Right, right. Much better on the other side. A place that we can grow. Yeah. A place where we can really find out who we are in Christ. Amen? Amen? So I give all this to you today because I know, without a doubt, there are people that are going through tests and trials in here that, you know, It's time to get to the other side. It's time to make the decision to change some things. There are people in here that you're in the small group, uh, you're on the financial uh, small group, in the financial small group, you're ready to change some things. But you have to decide to get out of that spirit of poverty by changing some things in the way you spend money and where your money goes. Those of you who are in my small group, about... Romance and things like that. Well, you got to see all the stuff going on in my small group. If you're not in my small group, you're not in any kind of group. Amen. I mean, we're just, yeah. I mean, we're just, no, no, we're not doing anything crazy, but we're just. (laughs) Carrie's group, he's not here, so we don't even care about his. Amen. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's do it now. Isn't that what you're saying? Let's do it now. Come on. Stand up. Grab the hand of the one next to you. Darla, now that you said that, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm not boasting on you, but let me tell you what we've done in the past eight years. There is... Presence Theater is meeting in the church that we, in the building that we started at a mile east of here. We gave them everything of the building that we had. And they moved in and they started church that that week after we gave it to them. We moved to Collinsville and we rebuilt that entire part of that building. When we left, another church moved in and took it exactly the way we left it. We have been, been sowing for years. And now we need to have the attitude that God has got something out there for us that we need to receive right now. Amen? Amen. Thank you for that word, Darla. Alright, you got the hand next to you? Father, in Jesus' name, we receive that building that is already out there for us. Father, we're not going to have to pay all this money for it. We're not going to have to go in debt. We're not going to have to do anything of the such. In Jesus' name, we receive what belongs to us. Father, we don't don't receive it out of pride. We receive it because we are going to reach the community with what you give us. We are going to reach outside the community with what you give us. Father, wherever you put us, whatever community it is in, Father, we receive it in Jesus' name right now. Father, we put all that pride aside. We repent from it. Father, everything that you have given us is that we can reach other people. Father, we thank you right now. We put our hands up in the air and receive it right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for what you are doing. Father, we thank you for that building that is sitting there. Father, help our leadership crew. Help me as a pastor. Help us to see what is in front of us and in Jesus' name, we receive it. We'll take it. Father, whatever you have for us is ours. And in Jesus' name, all the people said, amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. There is no test. There is no trial that we can't get through. Amen. It, I don't care if it's a building. I don't care if it's financially. I don't, care if it, I, I don't care if it's the muscles in your arm. I don't care what it is. God already has a provision. You are not going to stay home from Mexico, girl. There evidently must be something great for you over there. You're probably going to take MJ back with you. You're not going to live over there, by the way. Don't even think about it. Hey, whatever God has for you. Don't let the devil steal from you. Don't let, the steal, put, don't let him steal. Put him back under your feet where he belongs. Are you ready to repeat after me? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in Him. I am a brand new creation in Him. I just want to hear you say it. Give it a shot one more time!